1: We're back, Ken and Curtis, on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime.
2: I know it's coming down to the finish line, and obviously
3: stuff might, stuff might get a little emotional. I'm just trying to, trying to enjoy the moment, and as I said, I, I feel like I really need to be locked in, really need to be focused. I'm not saying just getting hits, but just, just to focus. I have to be be on point, I feel like, if I want to perform good with everything that's going on, you know? When you say it could get emotional, is that what you mean—that you could be thinking about the end of your time
4: with the Red Sox? Ah, uh, I, I don't want to—I don't want to say that, but I mean, who knows what happens, you know?
3: I just want to enjoy these 20 games as much as possible, you know. And uh, as I said, I just feel like I need to be extra focused, and uh, hopefully, I'm here for for a long, long time. But I guess that's not in my control. <laughs> there it is on Sox Booth with. Will Fleming and uh, Joe Leon Xander Bogart's late, uh, was it last weekend or Monday, Sunday or Monday last week? Anyway, uh, Bogart's time coming to an end, it appears. Batting title possibly in his sights, Curtis. And then, of course, Aaron Judge was in town this week. Hit uh, bombs all over the place and approaching the Maris record. And who would you spend the money on if you had to choose one or the other? Obviously, different money for for both. Yeah.
2: I mean, the, the, the Red Sox front office, I'm sure, will be close on a lot of people, reportedly. Yes. Uh... I, I mean, if I were in the position of John Henry, I'd say, thank God I'm going to sell the team and go to the beach. But I would also say you got to give the money to Aaron Judge because that's where you get the bang for your buck, not literally and figuratively. We are here at Fenway
3: Park before every Sox weekend home game brought to you by your New England Ford dealers and Ford trucks, official truck of the Red Sox. Andy Hart will be here from 1 until 3 with Fitzy, and he's here now with us. Um, we're just talking about Andy before you came in. Wick Grosbeck raising the bar for owners in town a little bit by saying, uh, basically they're going to open up the checkbook, whatever Brad wants, not so much with the, with the John Henry Red Sox right now, and we can get to the Patriots down the road, but do you think they're in on Aaron judge? Do you see that happening? Well, I just want to thank you for rehashing a, uh, heart
4: and Kyrie Thompson show from about a month ago where we mm-hmm. got a good two hours out of this topic, uh, Bogart or judge. And, uh, I was surprised how open, uh, fans were to the judge idea, um, I don't think either is a great signing. I think both could end up being regrettable. When you're talking about 30-year-olds, big money. Um, I know Bogarts has had a nice late-season run here, but for people that believe average isn't everything and and the power numbers and the judge thing, I mean, he's having a great year, but I'm always a little skeptical of these contract year. Ooh, I stayed healthy, and I'm going to have the best year of my career because I want $300 million. It feels very... Uh, NFL-esque. I'd even say it feels a little Trent Brown-esque when he stayed healthy, had a Pro Bowl season for the Patriots, and then regressed to the original Trent Brown when he got to the Raiders. So I, I'd be well, scared to so. Death.
3: F- who's the second in home runs right now? was like thirty home
4: oh, yeah. runs behind him. Is uh, Schwarber,
2: like, yeah, Schwarber bombs. He had his 39th <laughs> last night. Is <laughs> yeah, there to seems to here. be an anomaly there? Definitely.
4: Yeah, it, it, it's very very convenient for him, and I'm not begrudging him or bejudging him. Oh, it's a Saturday morning, and I'm too close <laughs> right. to Chris I we Curtis. Heart, not Fitzy. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I. It's fun. The idea. I, I was here the other night. He hit a couple. Like that's fun. That's great. That's a great environment. But it also will suck if it's, you know, August of next year and he's missing his 57th straight game to some injury.
3: To make it more confusing, Curtis, we are switching the booth again Thursday in New York with John Sterling and Joe Castiglione oh, calling gosh. an inning. Oh. So you're going to be totally confused. What if they call a judge home run together? What if they called two innings? Would ever, like, the world stop spinning on its <laughs> axis? Let's go to Matt and Falmouth <laughs> on Judge V. Bogarts. Hi, Matt.
5: Hey, guys. How you doing? You, you think
2: going? the Yankees will feel weird with such a young guy calling their game? <laughs>
5: Go ahead, man. Uh, look, just a couple couple quick points that, you know, I'm thinking about. Um, for the uh, Bogarts versus Judge, you know, the Red Sox haven't had any luck with any of their big free agent signings for, you know, the past 10 years or so. You know, Curtis, you kind of talked about this. Aegon was a bust. Crawford was a bust. Pablo Sandoval was a bust. Trevor Story hasn't performed. You know, um, Chris Sale hasn't been able to pitch on the mound. You know, they don't seem to have any big luck with these. Yeah, good one. Um, They haven't had any luck. And, you know, I'm kind of scared that, you know, if they give Judge this big money, he's going to come and bust too. Uh, And then you also, you know, got to keep in mind, you got that number four prospect, right, coming up to replace Bogart's at shortstop. So uh, one other thing, too, is, you know, the Red Sox, even though they have such a powerful lineup, they weren't able to hit. You know, I was at the game last night, and, what, they put together two runs uh, against a pretty crappy Hits, A lot of walks, though. Eight, Eight watts yeah. Go to... So maybe Judge would be able to come in and provide some, you know, pop that Bogarts can't. Um so I don't really feel one way or the other, but I think that's a lot of money to tie up. Um but you also have that guy coming up, so a couple of things to keep in mind. Yeah, Marcelo
3: Mayer. Well, I mean. There's a lot there, and there was nothing there.
5: There was a lot of nothing. I think we
3: did get Heim Bloom on your show, Curtis, on the Grey Hill Show, recently saying power is a is a void in the organization, and they recognize that.
2: Right. That was right before yeah. he ripped Schwarber for hitting two thirteen.
3: Yeah. Which and was. whose fault is it they don't have any power? His. Well, I think that's what he's admitting. Okay. And Judge just hitting three ten by the way. You know what? He, do we like, think he cares about power?
4: Because I was worried he was going down a road with his offseason – Forget bets. That's, a, I guess, a different uh, beast. But the Schwarber, Renfro, like, does he not care about power? Are we going to find out there's some computer that tells right. him
2: power doesn't matter and, and you don't need power to win and blah, blah, blah.
1: blah. very Judge and blast.
2: Right. He hates home runs. But, I mean, the, the issue here is simply that the, it's, I mean, I would love it. It's a pipe dream for Judge. I agree. Like, 5% chance at the most that he comes here. The issue is that you need to have the buy-in in your organization that enables you to have this process. People bought into Theo, by and large, much more pressure back then, but people trusted him at some point that there was going to be the Papel Bonds, the Lesters, the Pedroyas coming up the system. The old Red Sox would say, yeah, we have that guy, the fourth best prospect coming up. We'll use him to get Pedro. We'll use him to get the next Aaron Judge. We'll use him... Those are what great. I like teams, that. Yeah, those are what great teams do. They developed sought-after prospects who were in the top ten of baseball America, and they use them like they use Carl Pavano and Brian Rose to get the best pitcher in the National League. And the really good teams develop top ten prospects, trade eight of the ten that they know
4: are kind of paper champions, right, and keep the right one or two to right. build around to augment
3: their free agent signing or their big trade. Yeah, but history. haven't the Yankees been doing that and haven't they won one title in 20 years? Yeah, but
4: right. they don't lose
2: but, either. But the Yankees are what Haim wants to be, not up and down like the Red Sox have won titles. They want He envies the fact that they've been contenders every year. Right. They don't have a losing record. You don't finish in last place. Parcellian, you get in sooner or later if you keep getting in. I mean, would you disagree with that? that? Has Haim said that? No, that's the whole... That, what I does NBA he say? the Yankees? John Henry... Wants to be consistently good. He wants this to be a a maturing asset that requires much less work. For for business purposes? For everything. You're in it every year, right? Is this good for business? That's the the building out of it? That's the Bruins model. No, the Bruins don't win. The Red Sox have
4: won. Bruins have won. I wouldn't say the Yankees and the Bruins are the same model. No. Necessarily. Uh, But the idea of getting in always year, It's what Robert Kraft has voiced. He wants to be. I expect to be a contender every year. The problem is. We're going on three-plus years. He hasn't been a contender. It's, a, it's still rebuild. It's still a rebuild. It's
2: That's a bridge. It's a long year. rebuild. It's another bridge. How many
4: bridge years Does can you have? Don't they have to
2: work? go somewhere? Isn't a bridge like that doesn't go anywhere? What a great tie-in. You could call this Sunday the Bourne
4: Bridge. Oh, ah. boy. I was worried I was going to be born. I was going to be benched. Because I was thinking, like, you know, I'm kind of a middling talent that wants a bigger role. He is... His boss is an ex-engineer in a new
3: role trying to <laughs> assert his authority. My boss is an ex-engineer in a oh, new role. This is deep. A lot of comparisons. Yeah. Am I benched? Now, f- I'm not going to address that here. We'll talk about <laughs> this. A 5-1-2 texter. Uh, Bogart's not a clutch hitter. Wild swings and sliders. Last night, um, struck out against the Royals. Bases were juiced. He'll never change. Bye. Oh, because of last night?
4: What is this, Mark Dundero? I came in one day. That that. Remember that day where Dundero, I mean... Uh, Raffy and Bogarts, like both grounded out and popped out to end a game. They came up, the chance to win. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why you don't give those guys 100 million, 200 million. <laughs> I'm like, what? in a 162 game season, we're going to pick out the time they don't come through. But, but Bogarts but. is suddenly third in, in in the MVP race. That's what I hear, right? Uh, I haven't seen that. Uh, everybody, percent percent right. your boy Bradfoe. Well, he leading sure. off pregame shows because he's third in war. He's going to be third in because everybody votes with their
3: war with their MVP vote.
4: Right. So got a lot of
2: war talk this morning with Bogarts, the guy exactly. with the fan graphs.
3: We have so <laughs> AL war right now. It's Judge one, Otani two, Jordan Alvarez three, Bogarts four. Okay, see so who would you rather have. If you go straight off war, I guess he is in your and, top and speaking five.
2: speaking of clutch, I mean, Bogarts hit the home run in the bottom of the first against the Yankees in the one-game playoff last year. True. And then he had the two-run bomb in a game that the Red Sox were up two games to one against the Astros, where we all thought they're heading to the World Series they end up losing that series. But I would not say a reason not to re-sign Xander Bogarts is due to his lack of ability to hit in big spots. Correct. But to that
3: Texture's uh, overall theme, don't you sense some Bogarts skeptics out there it's not like when you bring this topic up it's overwhelming you gotta sign Bogarts if they lose him I'm out well I think because
4: eh. in the face of Devers you can talk yourself into letting Bogarts go
3: oh he's not great defensively. right oh he's 30
4: so his powers down so Bloom
3: if they if they lose Bogarts Bloom's not gonna get crushed for that if yeah. they let
4: Devers go, then he would. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Now, I think there's probably been some friendly alliances in the media that are painting that picture, but it, there's truth to it, too. I don't total, totally shoot it down. Uh, the Judge thing, the one thing I will say, if you put Judge and uh, Casas in the same lineup, uh, your pitchers can throw inside Ooh. and uh, not worry about brawls because that's two of the biggest uh, Big boys. MFers on the uh, on the planet.
2: Uh, well, do you think our MFers would be intimidated?
4: Yes. <laughs> Except Fourier when he's hopped
3: up on his painkillers. Then he'll take on the world. That's right. All right. Hart is uh, notoriously negative on the Patriots. We will uh, take that true? Take, well, that's, I what, that's the way Fitzy always portrays you. Well, uh, it's probably next to Fitzy. Yes. Uh, but even Fitzy has been uh, kind of down. On Terrible the in his role. Six
4: Rings, I thought was going to be a podcast that was like the odd couple, the negative guy and the positive guy. Right. Well, he's he hasn't depressed. carried his positive share.
2: No, he hasn't. No, I mean, Fitzy off the air, When we, he was right. We talked I mean, before, I don't know, the first game he came in, he's like, yeah, it's not good. No.
4: <laughs> I need him to, you know, fulfill his role, his duties right. as a
3: positive super. Do fan. your job,
2: Fitzy. Would yes.
3: Please do that at 1 o'clock. But coming up next, I'm going to have Andy not do his job. I want
2: I want some silver linings from Andy Hart. Oh, right. I want some optimism. Oh, is the reason the why coach? you think Hoyer should be calling plays because that's what happened to you? You were kind of the backup host. Now you're calling all the plays for <laughs> WEI. Yeah. Yeah. Right, it's worked out, hasn't it? How's that going? Great. Great stability in this organizer You're doing a great job. Let's get to Trending with
0: Nick LeFan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: Baseball is back. And so is MLB.TV. Watch every out of market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi view mode. And catch up with in game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre and post game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. We're back, Ken and Curtis, on WEEI. Download the Odyssey app and listen on demand anytime.
3: All right, Ken and Curtis with Andy Hart sitting in for the noon hour. Andy and his own show. With Fitzy coming up one until three today. One until 310 pregame, I believe. Brad in the pregame. Correct. Here at our Ford Clubhouse Fenway studio. Great point by a texture. First, one texture that points out I am right on the money. Bruins in the 21st century are the Yankees. Three visits to championships, one series victory. Thank you very much.
2: 201 texture. They have two. They won in 2000.
3: Yankees? Eh.
2: Was it 99 or 2000? They won both. They lost in 2001, Game 7, big series against the Diamondbacks. Eh,
3: turn of the century doesn't count.
2: Y2K doesn't count. Okay. Oh, no. There this became that. a whole thing with
3: uh, Keith one day, and it w- when the decades change and the zero... Oh, right. We're not doing this. 201 texture. the Xander hate is ridiculous. He's the best shortstop the Red Sox have had since NOMA. <laughs> How long did it take to replace him? The slop from uh, Renteria, Lugo, Gonzalez, etc. Ludicrous sign, Xander. Trevor's story is brittle. I don't know that there's hate for Bogarts, but there is a seeming acceptance that it
4: would be reasonable to let him go.
3: Yeah, there is a meh response to him.
4: Now, I'll be interested to see when it actually happens because I will say, like, the passion, I see more Bogarts jerseys than anybody, especially on kids. Now, kids don't pay, kids don't call Sports Talk Radio or text or anything like that. There's a lot of Bogarts youth fans out there, and I think people appreciate the whole oh, I I always play at home and blah, 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 but
2: I think it has more to do with Ken and his ilk who are already giving the team a pass for not spending money saying that they have a budget. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like there is there's just a lot of that out there where it's like the Red Sox, it's time he's doing his thing. We're going to see how this works out. This is the way they're going to be doing business. And it has a lot to do with uh, Scott Boris being his yes. yes There's a lot of people out there that already deem... And
4: am am I wrong in tying the two together and having some optimistic thinking with Devers that if they let Bogarts go, if he leaves, right? There is absolutely no way in hell they can let Devers go, so it's almost a
2: positive if you're a Devers fan. I would even go. So you're right, and I would say even it would be this summer. I mean, this summer, this off season, right? That they would get Devers the make done. good, the makeup. Definitely. Oh, Bogart
4: signed
3: with somebody, but guess what? We just gave Devers three eighty, and he's here for the next ten years. Exactly. Now, great job by Coop, our associate producer today, who was pointing out that I may have been horribly wrong on the Pedroia uh, monetary terms, but by inflation calculator standards, he actually would have made one hundred thirty-seven million by today's money. So, you know, even though it wasn't not thirty million a year that they paid him, it was more than you know, more than one hundred ten. I
4: missed this. What's the? Can you summarize what you got wrong about? Just, I just I got. To thought explain. he made thirty million. I thought
3: a year? they were eating a lot of dead money for Pedroia,
4: which thirty is, million they, a year.
2: This is why the, the the risk of signing Judge to a huge contract or Bogart. This is how far the media that's in the Sox bag will go. They will f- lie about how much money Dustin Pedroia <laughs> made, and then use a for COCTA calculator, which you could use for Manny's deal. So what's so Manny-making right, right. today, $500 million?
3: Well, it was buyer beware on the Manny deal. Right. No,
4: it wasn't. It was, was buyer be great. It was a great contract. <laughs> it was not it, it was one of the few, I would say, to make your argument of those massive deals that you were very happy with. But is your argument they shouldn't sign anybody to a long-term big-money deal? No, of course
2: That's not. That's how he runs uh, Odyssey Boston. They, yeah, will exactly. sign, they will sign Rafi Devers.
3: Okay.
4: Yeah, yes, that so is in done. in Boston,
2: if you have three great developmental
4: stars... Get used to well, only signing one of them. If you get Marcelo Mayer
3: boss. and you get Justin Cassis. You'll
4: let him go eventually, just like you let Betts go and Bogarts go. All right. And I would give Brian like,
3: Bayo 45. Well, Bayo is baby Pedro's, you know. And, it, when, and we're starting to see him come out of the oven. That's so why don't, I
2: just said 45. See,
3: so don't, uh, don't knock Bayo. And you're going to bring Waka back in big money. And you know, we'll know what Bayo means like in Spanish? Beautiful. Now, Andy Hart is here to talk some Patriots and some optimistic silver linings with the Patriots because I had five earlier, probably yeah. four, actually. Um let me start with the crap before i get your list or just you free your free thoughts on this. One of my reasons to be optimistic is that craft is getting involved and i think that is a very good sign. Do we know that?
4: I think we are um extrapolating from a comment of Tom Curran's and really taking it in a uh interesting direction. Are you are you doubting the No, Tom i Curran think Tom report? Curran was was probably very accurate that Robert Kraft notices that one of his best playmakers or somebody, some of us in the media think could be a best playmaker, a guy who's a fan first, right? We know the metal s- seats at Foxborough stadium, that whole thing. He would notice Kendrick Bourne's not playing just like we all notice it. Maybe like Tyson pointed it out. I think he did. But is he like calling down and saying, get, get Bourne on the field. I know I let you get rid of Brady, but this is the last straw. I'm stepping in and putting Bourne on the field. Like, are we going that far? Cause I cannot possibly believe that. Uh, I, uh, I do. I, oh my yes. God. You oh, know, he shows him. born over Brady. I let you do your thing and no,
2: run Brady it, out of town. Well, I mean, but the, born. I'm putting on the field. Of course not. But there are any relationship is a series of events over time, and so while Bill sided, Robert sided with Bill in March of 2020. In September of 2022, after two year body of work into year three where he said months ago that they needed to win a playoff game, and then he sees the way this offseason's transpired, the way camp was run, the way the preseason looked, and then week one he held out hope, like Ken and I did, that there would actually be some some things that we hadn't seen yet. The offense would jail it away, that they hadn't put it. Belichick said it's all been there in the practice. Yes, I believe that after those events, after all that time has transpired, that Robert Kraft sitting there, knowing he missed the Hall this year, wants to end his career with a bang, Says we're not going to do this without playing our best players. Absolutely.
4: Yeah, I don't buy that. Because if he was going to pull rank, he should have done it. Forget Brady. Okay, maybe that was a mistake. Don't you pull rank sometime in I don't know February or March, where Bill says, "Hey, Robert, I know you wanted to talk about the staff and how I'm going to put it together. So I'm moving Patricia to offensive coordinator. I'm making Judge the quarterbacks coach." But isn't
2: that said, the time to pull rank? He said, "I. He is er, in so many words. He's earned the latitude." To do things his way. But one loss in Miami and he lost Latitude. I'm putting Bourne on the field. It was more than a loss. It was it was the chaotic sideline. It was the way it was. It was serious. embarrassing. It was, it it was, was like, visually embarrassing. It was only two plays away from a win, I thought Bill said. Well, of course, that's horse crap. But every game's two plays away from a win. Well, that's what I said. The, the dynasty. You're, you're is... like six plays away from having zero Super Bowl rings, Bill, so let's go exactly. play by play. Well, I mean, look at the way this all began. I mean, was, talk about it being a play away. If, if the tuck rule's called a different way, the whole thing's over. You can do that about everything. And Correct. didn't Kraft once call Bill a schmuck from yeah. Spygate to his face? Yes. So you don't because think he it has the balls? only gave a one. Yeah, I, I think he knows at whatever
4: point he starts pulling puppeteering strings from the owner's box about players playing play essentially game plan in-game decisions that's the beginning of the end he might be okay with it if you want to convince take that the next step if he's stepping in for Bourne to be on Bourne's side and say Bourne needs to play he's on my fantasy team whatever the next step of that is is he comfortable pushing bill out now is he intentionally
3: trying no, to push? that's bill a up? big leap I mean, one tweet.
4: Wait a minute. You guys can leap toward. He's going to put Bourne in the starting lineup and make sure he plays this week. But I can't say he would be doing that intentionally because he
2: knows Bill's going to push back, and you're pushing Bill out the door. I I I think he is cognizant of what could happen, and he's okay with it. So if you undercut Bill, now we could say he already
4: started the process. The collaborative Matt Groh, Dave Ziggler era. And we could say Bill fired back by sitting down with their number one enemy. Sure. Like you you could argue that the process began prior to this, but you don't think Bill says, wait a minute, you're gonna tell me I have to play Bourne?
2: What if he didn't say oh that's why it was so shocking when Gress and Keith had him on? I was in my car. I remember where I was at a Uh, traffic light on my way home from the vet, and I was like, you've gotta be bleeping me. That was a that was as big of a moment as this organization has had, if true, since Brady left. Well what if Kraft just said, Why aren't you playing
4: Born? That's what I think happened. I think Robert says, like the rest of us, like old friend Brian Barrett, who spent the whole offseason telling me that Bourne was the second coming of Debo and, like, going to blow up in 1,500 yards. Ooh, maybe Bill hates chance. the ringer. Maybe. <laughs> so, Robert may think Bourne is his best playmaker. But he says, why isn't this guy playing? And maybe Bill actually had an answer. Listen, right. it's been X, Y, Z, late to this. I didn't like his attitude with this. Patricia's, tra- this. Patricia's trying to Whatever. set the tone. I don't think it's a Patricia thing. You personally. don't? Wow. If so, that concerns me because that means Patricia is really closer to Bill than than we even think. And we know he's a beer-drinking buddy and a an Nantucket buddy and all that road-trip buddy of Bill's. But for years, I've always been told on the record, off the record from assistant coaches, personnel is Bill. Who's available to you? Who's playing? I think even Scarnecchia, who we would all agree had as much yoke as anybody with his offensive line, there were times where Bill – would interject like who the guy is, who's rotating, who we're trying, who the two right tackles we're going to pick from are. So all of a sudden, Matt Patricia has more yoke than those guys who certainly earned it. That would be disappointing to me in a lot of Well, way.
3: okay, maybe Bill backs it. I mean, they obviously benched Malcolm Butler. So this, yes. is, this is their MO, right? To sort of set the tone and not take crap. Things. And it's in the
4: best interest of the football right, team. Right, right. Unless um, always.
3: Except when it doesn't work.
2: Yeah, I I that's it was shocking to me Andy. That's why I, I believe it. I've been duped before, believe me. But I I found it to be not the last straw, but the beginning of the final straws where he's sitting there saying this is embarrassing. This is my team, it's my brand. And I don't like what's being done to it. And the, he could
3: feel the televisions clicking off in New, across New England.
2: You just, but I even feel that with fans that up until this point, I mean, Danny, for all the nonsense he was spewing, he basically just admitted that Kraft should have intervened and kept Brady after spending the last two years screaming at anybody who thought it was wrong to say bye to Brady. It's not just this vacuum of this team and this time. It's Kraft getting home Sunday night from Miami, probably back to the seaport, what, 10.30? You pop on the TV, and Brady's still slinging it, and they're 1-0 and 0 against the Cowboys, and you're getting home 0-1. Who are we? I mean, the guy is a businessman first and foremost, and he sees the impact that this has done to his bottom line, and he doesn't see – it's like the Red Sox. I don't see the future right now. I don't know what it is. And that's I,
4: that's, I think, the biggest problem is, A, the immediate future. He probably looks at it like a lot of fans do. Oh, my God, we could be 0-4. And who cares how soft the middle of the schedule is? Then we're just playing catch up, and the season is essentially over. Right. Then you're the zero and four, right? And now, now zero and four is four years without a being a contender, a playoff win. It's it's a larger span than just oh, it's post Tom Brady. We're in a bridge year or two.
2: And so you lose Saturday if you lose Sunday, you're lost six or seven. If you go zero and four, you've lost nine of ten, and then nine, whatever the hell. Big
3: whoop, you beat the Bears and the Lions. Oh, great. By, by the cares? way, who do you think Tommy Curran's source would be on this? Would it be Robert, Jonathan, or somebody else? Uh, well, I idea? would hope it's one of them. Yeah. I think it's Socy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> It could be Sosie. One of those in that.
4: Uh, all right. And Jonathan, I'm sure, notices, too. We all remember the Jonathan. Remember that famous clip of the fantasy football? Oh, his fantasy stats are going to be great. Like, they, are, they think that way. They're in tune to it. They're not absentee owners that are just, you know, I'll go down late in the fourth quarter. Which is a good thing. I like it's, that. It can be a good thing until it becomes meddlesome, and I believe him telling Bill Belichick and Matt Patricia to play Kendrick Bourne is veering into the side of meddlesome. Because I'd also argue, is it really going to matter? Yes, he's or doing, is it lipstick on it's a Carrie
2: Rice or what did Barrett call him? Right, like Debo Samuel, Debo two Like, is it really going to matter? I think the saying is, it's lipstick lipstick on a Patricia. <laughs>
4: yeah, like are we? <laughs> I, I just don't think it would matter, which is why I think. If he does it, he knows it's probably not going to really matter. It's not Randy Moss. It's not this transformational talent. So that's where I would trend into, would he do it on purpose? Now he's trying to,
2: okay, you know what? It's time to push you out the door. I think the primary uh, person who is getting the scorn from Kraft isn't Bill. It's Patricia. It's like, what the f are you doing here? I'm going to push this guy around.
4: I think they like Patricia more than you
2: think they like Patricia. If they like Patricia, I'm going to run into traffic. I think
4: you should be concerned at <laughs> pushing Bill out to push
2: Patricia in. If right. he's the next guy, I I don't think I mean I don't think it could get to where it was when we first started going to games at Foxborough Stadium. But man, hopefully, do so you think can get he's like a, Dick McPherson, Rod Rust, Matt Tompo? Patricia? Yeah. He's the worst qualities of Bill without any of the strengths. <laughs> Now, I want, your, I want Andy's uh, reaction to the Albert Breer report. In all sincerity, if Patricia wasn't hired by the Patriots, what would he be doing today? Uh, rocket scientist.
4: Thing. Wait, do you mean right now? Right, like he got fired Coast by the Lions.
2: Uh, it's a great question. He's not on TV. He's no. not entertaining at all. No. I mean, probably he's good like, to look at. We, no. Probably a website or something. Right. He's probably <laughs> PFF's, like, intern. Yes. <laughs>
3: now, before we get to the, the Breer report, I want some optimism. I want the Andy Hart, since you don't agree that Kraft getting involved is actually happening or, and therefore is a positive... Give me some reasons for hope. Why, as a Patriots fan, should I be hopeful?
4: Well, I think you should be hopeful from the first drive last week because I listened to you guys coming in. The offense was terrible all summer. High school-esque, not even high school-esque. High school coaches would have had the team doing sprints left and right. It was so bad. The most comfortable Mac Jones has looked since July, since this new offense, new coordination, was that first drive in Miami. He looked comfortable he looked in control under
3: henry was involved damian harris everything right up until
4: the bottom fell out with a questionable decision that whole thing on on the interception but i think you say wow now that's actually something to build on they've been telling us and and he's been oh focus on the process and there was some results on the field for everybody see even the second half the first drive now we can go in a different direction that oh, that tells you bill's orchestrating this in the background patricia's a problem but just that first drive and how comfortable mac looked would
3: be the first uh, reason for up. Okay, I'll take that. Any more?
4: Uh, defensively, I thought they were uh, above average, above competitive. I thought you saw examples of the pass rush maybe being good enough to be a key factor on this team. I thought that's a pretty or should be an explosive offense, which you take away the horrific tackling on the last play of the half. Eef. They did a pretty good job with Tyreek Hill. Yep. I mean, he's, he didn't kill you. He, he's dangerous. I know they played off, but you tackled him. So I think the way they played what we all think can be a pretty explosive group of pass catchers should be
2: something you look forward to because they're going to play a number of those groups along along the way. Andy, why don't more teams – I know I blueprint was such an overused word over the last – 20 years, but the way Belichick approaches Tyreek Hill, while Tyreek has certainly gone off and he's, you know, one yeah. of the most. Well, oh, he's had big games against them. But but by and large, there at least have been pockets of halves and quarters when the Patriots have been playing yep. a team. It, it, it feels like every other weekend I watch Tyreek Hill go off for 200 yards, except the Patriots. Because
4: I think they do a pretty. First of all, I think their whole philosophy, the, the, the Troy Brown days of GTFB, right? Just that's how they play a lot of football is. We're going to let you catch it. We're pretty good tacklers. We're not the best athletes, coverage guys, but and I, I think it sort of plays into the way they play defense. Right. And sometimes they have gotten frustrated. I think at times Mahomes and Hill got frustrated. They didn't want to do what the Dolphins did, which is we'll just take it short, take it short, take it short. We'll give him his ten yards a catch or whatever, and we'll just work our way down the field. And so, but I think Jonathan Jones, Devin McCourty, Kyle Duggar. Save for that one play at the end of the half, I think they're good tacklers, and it plays into the way they play. Yeah. All right, Andy Hart is here. We are taking your optimism. No more optimism. So I, you, that was it. You had two. Well, I think defense I defense was better in. than average. And now the the next level of optimism. I'm not sure if it's really optimism, but uh, I think their special teams is good. I don't know if you really uh, care about that. What about Duggar and Wise? Those that was my factor
2: week one. I think it'll be week two. Special teams take yeah. take out Gunnar Olschowski. Uh, Osh- uh, Osh-
4: special teams could honestly win the game this week. Yep. Because I think it's two pretty mediocre to below-average teams where a field goal, a punt return, a, a
2: coverage gaffe. You're saying a replay of the one AFC Championship game?
4: No, I think those were two pretty good teams oh. that were slugging it out. This will be two bad teams Got slugging it, it out.
3: Uh, but no, I think special teams is good. What would you ask me? Dietrich Wise and Kyle Duggar specifically.
4: Duggar, I thought, not to sound like Bill, if you could take out that one play, the Waddle touchdown, yeah. I thought he had a really good game. Some of his tackles on, on Hill yep. were textbook
3: like that's how you want him to play that's huge that's a high draft pick who was emerging as a major factor yeah if he continues to play that's really good that's what he's been good all every year he's been not that good he was flashing big time well
4: he should get better it's year three and the first year even he would admit it took till december before he really felt like an nfl player coming out of lenore Rhine. so he's kind of two years into his professional Life and yes, he be like 30?
2: He, not
4: quite 30, but he is the start of, if you believe in the drafting, like that they turned a corner, the collaborative effort, whatever. He's hopefully the start of the draft classes become strengths, not holes that you then have to fill. Kyle Duggar's too old for Greg. He's
3: 26. <laughs> Let's go to Owen at cool. Westford. Hi, Owen. How you doing? What's going on? Stop. I got a question for you guys. How, long, how many coaches and quarterbacks did the uh, Dolphins have after Shuler retired? And how 30, many coaches 17. and quarterbacks did the uh,
1: Bills have after Marv Levy retired? Twelve. Well, you guys giving given up on Belichick should be gone, da, 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 all this stuff, and 20 years of great football, better than Lombardi days, any of those days, and all this negative talking about, Oh, all these coaches, and they don't have the right person doing offensive coordinator. And oh, and, your, was, issue really it oh, and your issue isn't with us. Oh,
2: your issue. Oh, and your issue is with the owner. He he shares our sentiment. What do you mean with the owner? Robert Kraft is frustrated by what he's seeing, like like we are. He wants a
4: competitor. He wants to watch good football,
2: entertaining football. He
4: he's thankful for the twenty years of good football he had, but he wants good football to be part of the future too, and he's not seeing it right. Right, now. like Bill, he pays oh, for what you're going have, to do, not you rather
1: rather what you have, have. done. know Smith. And all these other quarterbacks? Yes, I would rather have Geno Smith. Wait, I thought we had
4: a quarterback. You guys aren't advocating for Bill to be fired, right? No.
2: Of course not. I'm
4: just questioning this theory of Robert stepping in on Bourne's behalf to get him on the field would be a step towards
2: pushing Bill out the door. And I call such BS on that guy. Like, so last Sunday you're watching that game and you're like, I'm so grateful for the last 20 years. You're (laughs) chucking your remote. Like, stop
4: the nonsense. This was literally the Ted Sarandis theory circa, like, 2001 on WEPI uh, at nights. Every win you get, every championship you get is like a five-year window where no questions can be asked. So Bill has six championships. He's got like a 30-year window where we're just going to live on three games to glory DVDs and not actually
3: watch the current product. Interesting it's
4: ridiculous.
2: too, also from a sports radio host saying that we shouldn't worry
3: about anything for five years. <laughs> I, I produce those shows and Ted is my radio role model, so I will not have you bespurch Ted Sarandis.
4: Do you have a gift certificate for me?
3: Let's uh Let's take a quick food. pause. I do want your response to the Breer report, because I don't know if I believe it. Curtis believes half of it. No,
2: I believe everything he, he said, Ken, and you it just dis- destroys. You don't believe you've ever said. you don't believe his report about the tight end coach. Yes, it's combi- they're they're together, Ken. How are you this dense? Wait, well, what is
4: the exact are we talking about the
2: Billy O'Brien? Billy O'Brien and, He would
4: be gone too soon. Right. So you want guys in position that no one else wants, and you're safe to keep them. And that's
2: why Kaylee's not in position of offensive coordinator. Yeah. What? We'll get Andy's response to that
1: next. We're right back to it. Ken and Curtis on WEEI.
3: Curtis, we've got Fitzy and Hart on the way from 1 until Red Sox pregame, and then Brad Foe takes over at that time. Before we get out of here, though, I want Andy Hart's reaction to this. Uh, maybe you guys will talk about this on your show, Andy. I'm not sure, but uh, Curtis Probably. started the show with the Albert Breer report on Bill O'Brien and Nick Cayley to a lesser extent. But, so, Curtis, you be-
2: you believe this. Let's just play the audio of what he said, don't you think? Instead of it was got that, it's got that music behind it. Okay. So this way Ken can editorialize. <clears throat> what? Okay. I think we could
3: paraphrase. I mean, I don't have to play the whole minute cut, but but he, Bill O'Brien would have come here, but he, Belichick never called, according to Brer's reporting. He didn't want to bring him back because he was afraid he might lose him after a year. Do you believe that report to be true? And if so, what's that say? What's that say to you? If so, the second
4: part is easy. It's terrible. It's a terrible idea to the point where let's let's add into this layer here. Mike Giardi has um, at least speculated, I don't want to say he's reported, that part of the reason that Judge and Patricia are working in such concert is some idea or theory that Gerard Mayo could leave this offseason. Patricia will have to go to the defensive side of the ball to replace Mayo, and that would leave Joe Judge needing to run the offense. And whoa, that's whoa, whoa, why, whoa,
2: whoa. What about Steven?
4: What about him? I mean, he's been working in tandem. Who's going to stand up in front of the team meeting and deliver the defensive game plan? Because by reports are he isn't comfortable doing that, and that's why Mayo has to have such a large stake in the defense. Mm -hmm. He can't do the whole job. So Patricia goes to that side, Judge takes over the offense. Well, isn't that the same thing? Aren't you jerking Mac around and your offense around in that same way? Now, I mean, the system may stay the same, but hell, the system with Billy O'Brien to Nick Cayley to whoever could stay the same if you wanted it to. They're all from the same damn tree. So none of this makes sense for me in addition to the idea that it's a terrible way to do business, I thought you wanted to have the best, and then we'll figure out, would you not bring in a free agent? If Tyreek Hill were available on a one-year deal,
3: don't you bring him in? Well, you might and not. deal with the next year after that? Nah, you might not if you were building for
2: a bridge to next year. If, if you really didn't think you could win this year. It is amazing how they've gone 180 degrees in two years. Like, it's absolutely mind-bogglingly amazing where this organization finds itself. And just in every crevice there exists a problem of some kind. And it's like, and the other one is nepotism, the reason why it sucks is because, do you think the Crafts are going to go after Bill for hiring his kids? Because that might be somewhat hypocritical. You think? So it's unbelievable to me that it's like, you're here, Patricia's a defensive coach, he's not coaching defense because of his kid, but once his kid's colleague leaves, Patricia will leave the offense and carry his son's hand when Gerard can no longer do that. And then you have Joe Judge there because he's just enough of a boob that he'll do whatever you tell him to do, like a little golden retriever. I mean, this is such a Mickey Mouse situation. Like, How can you accept this stuff? Why wouldn't you want Nick Caley, who will have growing pains as Josh and Billy did, yep. to learn – he's, according to Burt Breer, the part of the report that he didn't tell you was that Nick Caley is coaching – uh, Joe Judge and Matt Patricia the offense so they can then coach Mac Jones. Nick Caley is not coaching Mac Jones for fear that he may leave. Well he's Nick Caley we talked about this at some point in the spring like he's the most
4: qualified logical candidate for the job. Right. He was the Josh McDaniels route kind of like. Josh pulled. McDaniels wanted to take him. He was blocked. And he could be gone after this year because I believe his contract's up Correct. after this year. Correct, because he, he is be unknowing about Vegas. his
2: future with the team.
4: And he was definitive this spring when he said, yes, I want to be a coordinator. Yes, I want to advance as a coach. You can't Who fall back on. I mean, I guess occasionally there's guys that settle into, I'm just an assistant. I don't I don't want to be more than that. I guess. You know, the Ivan Fearses of the world, I think, got comfortable in that role, and that's where they were going to play out their career, so to speak. Nick Cayley has been, I want to advance. This is an obvious opportunity for advancement. As you said, would there be
2: growing pains? Yes, would there be fewer growing pains than there are now? I would argue yes. Who's the young guy in Dallas that was Dak's right-hand guy? He's still there. The oh, the OCD. backup uh, quarterback. He played in uh, Texas or something. Anyway, Kellen he, Moore. He's, Kellen Moore. He's a guy that, I mean, you can't. I mean, obviously, the Cowboys haven't had success mm-hmm. in terms of playoff wins, but Kellen Moore and Dak remain, you know, at each other's side. You know, they've grown together in the position. I feel like Mac and, and Kaylee would have had yes. that potential.
4: And with Bill. Holding their hand. Bill can still oversee the offense. Bill's overseeing the offense now. I think we all believe the reason it was so good to start the game is that he probably had a hand in that, right? Like, he's a factor in the offense. We've seen it all summer long. He could do the same thing with Nick Caley with maybe a better payoff in the end, maybe a quicker payoff where he can go back to the defense or, God forbid, put Matt Patricia over on the defense. So Bill and Caley are on offense. Patricia's on defense. Seems to all fall in place. So
3: you think Judge will be the play caller next year?
4: I have no idea what next year brings. If you tell me Kendrick Bourne is being put in the lineup by Robert Kraft, <laughs> I'm, the whole damn s-
2: the staff may be gone next year. <laughs> all right, more with heart. But I'm going to watch the game tomorrow just reminiscing over all the great wins they've had. Just enjoy it. Hey, you believe the Think back tomorrow. to
4: Pittsburgh when it was the AFC title game and it started the dynasty. I'm going to
3: have a squish the fish sandwich. If oh. if Curtis is right, it's a one-and-one one Patriots team coming home for the opener next week. And this is Ken being unable to defend any of the things we were just We're just about. out of time, <laughs> That's all of Ken and Curtis this week. Great job by Nick LePan as always producing. Thank you, Nick. Fitzy and Hart on the way here on
0: WEI. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus AT and T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. It's Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.
1: Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way.